It's the California Wine Country Podcast with Steve Jackson and Dan Berger. We taste, we laugh, we learn. It is California Wine Country uh, with Dan Berger, brought to you by Bottle Barn. And our guest today, the guy that we love when he comes in, Nick Goldschmidt. Coming up, we're going to step in a bit early and talk about wines for Christmas. I mean, it's three days and it's Christmas. So what, what did you bring, sir? Well, I, I brought a Sauvignon Blanc uh, from uh, Chile, but uh, Nick brought one from New Zealand. It's much better, so we're going to do that. We'll serve you that right away. This is good uh, stuff. No, yeah, okay. We can jump in. Nick, you grew up in New Zealand, right? I grew up in New Zealand, but I left very soon after. Nineteen, you know, tw- At the age of 20, I saw my destiny as somewhere other than New Zealand. You still got that cool New Zealand accent. Oh, I love those, I love, man. I love your American accent, man. I wish I had an American accent. <laughs> I know I was born in New York. Yeah, no wonder you love Santa Rosa. Uh, yeah. Talk about this wine and why it, it, you tied it into Christmas. Well, here's a wine that really has – Nick can talk about it better than me, but I just think it's absolutely delicious wine. It's a Sauvignon Blanc 2022 called Boulder Bank. Uh, Nick makes it every year. Um it's fabulous. The aromatics are unbelievable. It's really got that beautiful uh, sort of gooseberry character from uh, New Zealand. Well, I love the gooseberry thing. Don't just stare at the bottle and talk about it yeah. when my glass needs it. Oh, okay. did you, somebody pour this? <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh, you did. <laughs> Never mind. I okay. can taste it now. All okay. right, keep going. Yes, go for it. So it's got, it's got uh, grapefruit and lime. Uh, it's got some tropical fruit as well. It's all of these wonderful aromatics. Oh, I mean, lots of flu- uh, fruit in the nose. Uh, Tremendous fruit. starts there. And the nice thing about this wine is that whether you chill it down or serve it at this temperature, this is like studio temperature, as yeah, we right. call it, it's just fine. It's perfect. Yeah, it's just this absolutely. Is, this is not you, how I would enjoy a Sauvignon Blanc generally temperature-wise, but you're right. It's, it's a little, it's not cold. No. And it. It's killing my palate. Well, it's fabulous, <laughs> and it would go great with seafood. It would go great with uh, salads. Uh, it's just it's all purpose, and just drink it by itself. It's delicious. You know what? It also Bank. it also goes great no. uh, with a uh, no. long cranky radio host. <laughs> Fifty-one years I've as been long in radio. As, as long as you're in the in the chair, there you go. And Nick, talk more about this wine. Well, it really re- is lovely. The, man. the reason why it's not chilled is I just drove from Napa. <laughs> and we all know that Napa's a lot warmer than Sonoma County, so um, that's why but, it's not chilled down. Dan was right. I mean, it's yeah. it's not. No, but I'm if you if you like a wine where it's warm, <clears throat> you're going to love it when it's slightly chilled. Yeah. yeah he but what that. I love, you know, when you open this wine, I hate to tell you this, but your whole um, room here, the whole station here, smells of Sauvignon Blanc, and it's really good when you bring over your old you know, um, in laws. I come into the studio and it all of a sudden yeah. smells like and the, Chardonnay. And the in laws, you know, they come over to celebrate <laughs> Christmas with you and they haven't had a shower. So, you know, you, you open this <laughs> bottle of wine and, and this perfume just radiates over everything. What it year just, was this made? 2022. In, and, in New Zealand. In, yes. In, uh, not your. Not Goldschmidt. Uh, who, yeah, no, it's my in vineyard. Oh, it's got we, his we name right the, on the front own, label. No, we own the vineyard. So, and you made the wine. I made the wine. Wow. Man. Believe it or not, But Steve, you made it and here. And I'm sitting here right here no, with you. No, I made now. it in New Zealand. Oh, Made you it in New Zealand. And so you go to, I can't remember, it's been a while since you've been in. You go back to New Zealand quite yeah, often? Yeah, I work, I work in seven countries. and um, That's right, yeah. You know, I'm that guy. Remember? I do not. You like my Chardonnay more than the seven o'clock. Yes. Anyway, so. Yeah, I loved your you, conversation. You, you, I love having you on the show, so. Steve, I love having you, you, you having me over here. But when you, when you, when you, 
get the in-laws and the family over and you open a bottle of this before before uh, Christmas, um, you know, it, it makes your mouth water. And you go, am I hungry or thirsty? And that's, you know, the sensation that you want to it's break both, the ice. Yeah. Especially when you have, you know, a, a daughter that brings over the new boyfriend um, for Christmas and you don't know what to expect. I mean, this is a sort of icebreaker that you need. You know, this is reality. Reality road, radio, right? Uh, so, man. this vineyard is from the Wairau. I missed him, Dan. You need to have him on more. <laughs> this vineyard is from the Wairau, so it's from the top. You know, New Zealand's made up of three islands, North, South, Stewart Island. This is the top of the South Island. And, it, and it's protected mm. by the Southern Alps, the, the Richmond Range, and the Wither Hills. And so, there's a really unique, warm area. It's the warmest place in New Zealand. With but it's good also sunlight. very windy. No, that's Martinborough, not Marlborough. <laughs> anyway, whatever. But it's, it can be windy if you have a nice glass of Sauvignon Blanc and that perfume just aromatics I'll tell you, everywhere. Yeah. The perfume in this, yeah. uh, both in the nose and the fruit on the palate and the finish, is just staying with me. Like, screw you, I'm never going yeah. away. No, so I need to eat. Delicious wine. You can probably imagine how this is going to go great with your dinner tonight. Yes. You and can have a, the even unless, Dan, unless you guys all drink it. But well, we'll, we'll drink some of it. Some of it. But save some for me. I... <laughs> Uh, he is Nick Goldschmidt. It's Goldschmidt Vineyards. This is the California Wine Country with Dan Berger. Uh, and uh, Nick, talk talk about Goldschmidt Vineyards and give us more uh, info into your history because it's well, fascinating. It's a little laborious. But anyway, I moved to California in 1990 or 1989. I started, I was a winemaker at CIMI for 14 years. Yeah. And we were owned by Louis Vuitton, and then we were owned by Constellation. But Louis Vuitton put me in charge of still wines throughout the world. So I ran um, Tarasis in Argentina, Cloudy Bay in New Zealand, Cape Mantel in Australia, Rafino in Italy, Tarasis, I mean, and Roses in Portugal. So that's what got me started. <laughs> and then in Allo, then I left in 2004, three, went to Allo Domecq, the largest company in the world, Clodagh Boyer, William Hill. And where are they from, located? Uh, all over the world. They had 150 wineries, seven countries. I ran wow. about 50 wineries. <laughs> and then we got sold to Jim Beam, and so I ran that, and then we got sold to Constellation. I got my job back. So in 2008, I went out on my own. So today, what we do is, well, I consult for 16 wineries in six countries, but 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 what really is my passion is preserving small family vineyards in Sonoma County. So if you think of Sonoma County, 80% of the land is owned by small family businesses. Right on. In Napa County, 80% of the land is owned by wineries. So in Sonoma County, we've got a lot of small family-owned businesses, and, and what I try to do is give them a route to market, keep these businesses as sustainable and through multi-generational situations. And Dan, that's, talk that's about that. Enlarge, well, of- enlarge what uh, Nick was saying. You know, Napa being uh, business, uh, businesses or the industry. Well, <coughs> winery-owned. And, and families uh, being in Sonoma the, County. The land, the land in, in Napa is so expensive. That it has to be basically the, the the regulations that have been put in to limit the size of properties in order so that they can't be purchased by mega corporations. So that a lot of it has gone over to private ownership of, of individuals. So the land is owned by so many people who have control over that property. Therefore, it's their land. Therefore, it's their brand, and their their brand has to come directly out of their vineyards. Otherwise, there's yeah. no particular value. So, one of the reasons why Napa has been so so successful has been to try to maintain the consistency of their regional sites, the sub regional sites. The difference between Howell Mountain and Mount Veeder, the difference between Oak Knoll and 
St. Helena. These are really uh, sub-regional differences, and that's really critical to how Napa Valley has functioned. Now, in Sonoma County, the whole thing is flipped a little bit, as Nick pointed out. You have far less uh, ownership of land. You got more growers here. How many growers are there, Nick? Uh, Two. <laughs> there's a lot of growers. There are a lot of growers. I mean, there's 220 wineries with a Hillsburg address, Two. so multiply that by 10. So, you know, probably a couple of thousand growers. Yeah, no, I, you're right. It's I about 3,000 growers in Sonoma County. Nick, I forget. Do you live in Sonoma County or not? I live in Hillsburg, yeah. You do? Can you come in every day and be my co-host? Absolutely. <laughs> Dude, I'm, a, I'm your man. Uh, man. I'm your I'm man. I'm telling you, it's so good to have you in here. Uh, Dan, thoughts? Proceed. Well, in particular, what oh, Nick is... What Nick's been doing has been to maintain the consistency of these vineyards and to try to identify unique characteristics that really represent how the vineyard uh, delivers their own unique flavors. One, one of the things that Nick will do in terms of his consulting work is to make sure that if a property has a unique spot in their vineyard or a unique vineyard, that he will translate that into the bottle wine so that it maximizes the flavors and the profile that the, that the vineyard can produce. And I, I just think that's fabulous. I mean, you, a lot of your stuff is vineyard designated. Yeah, everything is vineyard designated. It's, um, if you drink our wine, you can go back and you can meet the owner. You know, it's normally third or fourth generation. And I'm not a big believer in terroir. But I am a big believer in culture, and I'm a big believer really? in family. Well, because with terroir, if you irrigate, you change the terroir. You pick, you pick the grapes on a Thursday, I pick on a Friday, we change the terroir. You had a power cut. Because everybody talks about that word. No, yeah, I can't pronounce it's, it. It's misused. <laughs> hey, talk about terroir. Yeah. It is uh, Nick Goldschmidt. It's goldschmidtvineyards.com. Originally from uh, New Zealand, and they've spent time living and working in Australia, South America, and now they call Sonoma County home are five... Grown children have been involved in Goldschmidt Vineyards. It's interesting that all of my children are, uh, have degrees in some form of science. You know, I was telling my children about how we lived in Chile when Pinochet, I don't know if you remember Pinochet, he was course. a dictator in Chile, and he would cut off oil power, water, and, and it was difficult to make wine without electricity. So we had to make wine without power. So in 2000, we started making wine unplugged, you know, no electricity. So we make a, one barrel of wine a year called Five Gold Hands Unplugged. So we hand pick it, we handy stem it, we pigeage, we punch down, we basket press it. We, I'm not stupid. I do put it in a barrel room where I got good temperature control, and then we hand bottle it. And so we've been doing this for a number of years. In 2001, Chelsea, my oldest daughter, she wanted to make wine with me, and to, for a, for a father who has daughters, and you can relate to this um, in that. They don't talk to their fathers between the ages of 13 and 20. And, yeah, yeah, right. um, <laughs> you know, so having a family project was actually really cool. So well, that's, Yeah, that's beautiful. Now, yeah. you know, which, uh, are all five involved in some way with Goldschmidt? Or? Uh, four of the five in some way. Okay. But the fifth one actually, has, he, he's a big pruner. He prunes with me. And, um, but he lives in New Zealand right now. The other four all live here. And they're oh, all cool. the three daughters. I have three daughters and two sons. My number one, we're about to taste the wine, Chelsea Merlot, that I make with her. Number two is a winemaker. He currently works for Dutton Goldfield. Number three is, um, he's the one living in New Zealand. Number four is a vet tech living up in Tahoe. Number five is a bioengineer at Davis. I make wines with Chelsea, Catherine, and Hillary, yeah. Dan, talk about more New Zealand, man. 
special stuff. I'm a huge, huge fan of New Zealand. In fact, I was just researching an article this morning about that. And uh, two islands, the base, well, you, Nick pointed out there's a third island, but we don't, I don't know much about that. I've never been there. But I've been to New Zealand nine times. And when you go to New Zealand nine times, you get to know a little bit about everything. And the North Island, South Island, they're very, very different. Uh, uh, culturally, uh, the Maori culture is fascinating. The wine culture is astounding. And the reason, part of the reason for it is that about 30 years ago, when New Zealand started making fine wine, they were stuck with very, very high acid levels because it's pretty cool down there. If you stick with that without advancing your wine knowledge, the wines are going to come out pretty tart. But Nick is sensitive enough to make sure that these wines really come out as reflective of what that each region is. Yeah, uh, that's perfect. It is perfect. And that's why you have to work with the soil, work with the land. And these wines, now this, this is an Alexander Valley wine. This is a 2021 Merlot. Yeah, let's talk about this. From Alexander Valley. Uh, it's called Guidestone Rise Merlot from Alexander Valley, 2021. Absolutely fantastic wine. I'm loving it. Well, to yeah. me, you know, Merlot is right bank. So the two main, you know, in France and Bordeaux, so the, the two main sub-appellations are Pomerol and saint Estephe. So we make this more in a Pomerol. I mean, for those that know Petrus, this is Pomerol. Pomerol is Petrus, and that's what we make. And then we make another one in the saint Estephe style that we make from Dry Creek. But for me, um, Pomerol's a little fleshier, sweeter, supple, supple tannins, and more black fruit than red fruit, which is unusual for me. I'm Merlot. tasting it. That is gorgeous. Today's Merlot is better than it was. Absolutely. It's better than it's ever been, and there's fewer of them. Thank goodness. This is lovely. This has got a little bit Dan, of... Dan, tell me why I uh, adore this uh, a little, Merlot. A little bit of green olive, a little bit of green tea, and then some spice characteristics, which cannot be described, because these are from subtle, almost a tarragon aftertaste to this. It's fabulous wine. It's it really terrific is. Wine. What year is this, Nick? 21. 21. 21, which is a fabulous, I mean, 2021. Wait and the other really important thing, Steve, is that um, we look for a little bit more clay soil, and... Yeah, and we, we all it, talk what about. What does that do? Uh, how does that make it? Yeah, better? we we talk about gravelly loam soils as being the best, but when it comes to Merlot, Merlot, if you if you picture a berry, Merlot is a little bit bigger berry than Cabernet, and if you dehydrate Merlot, ten percent, you've got a huge change in the size of the berry, and that that concentrates sugar acid and tannin, which is not what we're after. We want that berry to remain in good turgor all the way through. Now, clay soil holds more water than stony soils. So we want to find a clay soil so that it, it milks the water all the way, the, 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 the moisture all the way through. And where did you find and do this? And we did it in Mid-Valley, Geyserville, Alexander Valley. Yeah. Wow. Little downtown Geyserville. Man, did you go to the tractor parade this year? It was awesome. The, the who parade? The tractor yeah. parade. The tractor no. parade. Uh, no, I, I've you, been at many man, of them. Man, you've got to go. It's, it's like no, Steve. I've, been, it's I've a, been to many of them, but uh, no, I can't get off Geyserville. the couch. Um <laughs> Let me quote this from uh, goldschmidtvineyards.com. As international-based winemakers, they invite you to join them in exploring many wines from around the globe. Argentina, Australia, Chile, my favorite, New Zealand, of course, and California. I mean, how do people get involved? I've given the the address, uh, 
goldschmidtvineyards.com. But how do they get involved, and how do they go out and taste your stuff? Well, you can always call me or email me. I'm Nick, N-I-C-K, at goldschmidtvineyards.com. Gold, G-O-L-D, Schmidt, S-C-H-M-I-D-T. I'm always uh, confused whether a Schmidt has an S-C-H or just, a, you know, another. No, that's Smith versus Schmidt. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? It was really funny. This year I got stranded. I'd never been to Germany before. I got stranded in Frankfurt, had overnight. And, of course, I rolled up to the paid hotel by the airline, and everybody starts speaking German at me. I'd never been to Germany before. <laughs> because my name is Goldschmidt, they all thought I was German. Like, <laughs> what? No, I'm... My family left eight generations ago, you know. In New Zealand? No, they went to England, and then they went to New Zealand, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. But you were born and raised in New born Zealand? Born and raised in New Zealand, yeah. How cool. God, I want to go there. It's fantastic, Steve. I, know, I, know. I don't know if they're ready for you yet, but um, <laughs> if you tone your accent down a little bit and be a little bit more humble, yeah, you'd fit right in. Uh, believe me, I'm never going to be more humble no matter what. Uh, I would love you. It is California Wine Country uh, with Dan Berger, brought to you by Bobble Barn. And our guest today, the guy we love when he comes in, Nick Goldschmidt, Goldschmidt Vineyards. We've tasted some of this stuff, uh, and now it's a Cabernet. So, Dan? Why well, this is a good Cabernet. This is a, here's a 2021 Cabernet that's not released yet, but I would definitely suggest people get on the waiting list. As soon as this stuff is out, this is really good. It's called Goldschmidt Vineyards 2021, and it says, Yo Man. Yo as in Y-O-E-M-A-N. Yo Man. Yeah, well, that's yo, it. Yo, yo Man to us that speak English. Uh, Nick Goldschmidt, famous rapper <laughs> and winemaker. Yo Man. <laughs> yo Man. Oh, my goodness. Uh, all right. Uh, you've tasted uh, this Cabernet. Uh, you said a 21? Yeah, it's a fabulous Hadn't wine. been released yet. Not released. Uh, very, very, very young wine. Probably needs another two more years before you drink it. But anyway, a fabulous wine. I'm Why glad. are you drinking it now? Because it's open. <laughs> <laughs> and I brought it. I thought it would be interesting. To, I thought it'd be That's interesting what I to, wanted to hear. Dan. I thought it would be interesting to show wine that was a little bit more youthful. I mean, the 2019, which is out there right now, we didn't make it 2020, obviously, because of the fires. Right. But the 19 was voted by wine enthusiasts top wine over $50 for the year. Really? So we sold out pretty quickly of the 2019. Um, it's called Yeoman. It normally sells for about $70. So it's, um, but if you think about who the neighborhood is, it's pretty good value. Uh, but it's from our, uh, my own vineyard. Again, <coughs> just different vineyard that we were talking about before. And where exactly? Just north of Geyserville. Okay. On the... Um, West side, but facing north, so it's a very cold, cool vineyard, and, and which is good for Cabernet, right? Dan? Well, yeah. If you're going to make the style of wine, yes. If you're going to do a style that emulates what happened in the 1980s, <clears throat> this is you want a north-facing vineyard. Gives you a little bit more cool influence in the grapes. The grapes will then ripen pr- slower. And as you ripen slower, you get more intense flavors. So the intense flavors here are not fruit. There's plenty of fruit. But what here is uh, some dried herbs and some spices. It's a very, very fascinating wine. You would lay this down for, what did you say, two years? Oh, my God. This thing. Well, two years before I'd open a bottle, but yeah, that's I what would, I'm saying. Uh, this is what, Nick, when are you going to open this, uh, release this in about two more years, right? So... Uh, anyway, all right. Whatever he says, uh, I would. This is a. I'm in shock. This is a I'm 25 year wine at at minimum. I mean, this is going to hit its 
best peak in around 25 years, and it's going to go for another 15 after that. That's so why I call him Dan Lay It Down Burger. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, Steve, 25 Steve years. Dwight. Hey, we're not going to be alive, Dan, so who's going to taste <laughs> no, it? I'm not concerned no. about that. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> no, the, way, the way you think about wine is a bell-shaped curve. If you, if you put on the, on the x-axis, you put – sorry, on the y-axis, you put um, quality, and on the, on the y-axis, you put time. So if you picture a bell-shaped curve, you don't know if the bell is going to go like that or is it going to go, you know, very long. You guys can visualize this right on, on the I'm visualizing it right now. Yeah. yeah. So the thing is that I can show you a wine that I made from this vineyard in 1998, 1997. And that wine, the first thing you look at is the color. And I just recently had a 1998, and it's still purple. So wines move from purple to red to brown to orange. And when you become brown or orange, if you pick up your bottle, you sometimes get that crusty stuff on the side of the shoulder. Mm-hmm. This wine won't show that even after 25 years because I figured out a way, working with a very famous consultant, how to make the wines really stable for a long, long period of time. So I can tell you that the wine that I had that I made 25 years ago still drinks red-purple. It's still got fresh fruit, and wow. that's the vibrancy factor of what great wines are about. So Dan, as we always say, Dan, lay it down, Burger. Twenty. Well, now he's talking twenty-five years. I, I think we go, both go to church and talk to God and say, "Hey, look, we need to be alive in twenty-five years. We got to taste this stuff. Got to be around, right?" No, uh, the answer to that is very simple. The more you can get air into a young wine like this, the more you can access, access the flavor. But put it, putting in uh, in a decanter tonight uh, for two hours isn't going to do that much, right? Well, this I mean, wine you're is, saying 25 years, dude. This wine is really dense. I would say if you splash it around between two decanters for about 15 minutes, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It's a good, it's a good exercise. I just pounded into my microphone with the wine glass, Mike. <laughs> Yeah, splash it back and forth between two decanters for oh, really? 20 minutes. Now you're going to see the wine open up a little bit more. It emulates the, the length of time you need. The problem is always going to be you'll never get the complexity. What you will do is you'll be able to sub, uh, push, push the tannins down a little bit. So the tannins will eventually dissipate a little, and that makes it more uh, approachable as a young wine. It, it's open now. So you need about two more hours or three more hours just to give it some tannins substantiation. And, and, and this is a big conversation. As, as I travel around the U.S., people talk about how long should I lay a wine down for or should I open it. For me, I'm a sort of a new world guy because everyone I work with is half my age. And I'm not joking. All the, all the winemakers Same here, dude. I understand. It, you, know, you kids get off my lawn. Half my, half my age. You know, they're all 35. So I, I'm a big now guy. I pull the cork, I pull the wine, I drink it, and then I, I drink it over the next half hour or whatever until the bottle's empty. And I notice the change. And the other interesting thing is we, we, we sell bottles in 12 packs. Here's 12 wines to a bottle, uh, to a case, right? Wow. So you, you buy a 12 case and you drink one a month, and then you call me which month was best. I mean, <laughs> this is the whole idea about... <laughs> appreciating wine you know if you choose 12 months or 12 years or whatever you want but it's about the here and the now and the culture and the you know amen i mean i i i, I don't like gruner veltlinger i went to austria i'm sitting on the danube and I'm, i ordered a Wiener schnitzel and a bottle of gruner it tasted it was the best bloody wine i'd ever tasted in my life wow. i come back to the u.s i order the same wine and no 
It wasn't interesting at all. You know, why it, is that? It's What's the that? place, it's the people, it's the uh, culture, it's the okay. food. It's the it comes down to the moment. Yeah, I get that. If the moment is right, then the wine improves the moment, if it's any good at all. I, my, I have uh, a lot of favorite wines in my life. And they all relate to the people, the that places were, that were there. Yes, I understand that completely, and I think that's cool. And by the way, uh, laying down wines, Dan, lay it down, Burger. I too, after all these years, we've been doing this segment, California Wine Country. I do lay down wines. It's about fifteen minutes from the station to my house, and I lay them down. <laughs> But as soon as I get home, I'm drinking them, and I don't care about 25 years from now. You know, Steve, you're, you're the same as 98% of all the other people that buy wine in this I country. I agree. I agree completely. Yeah. He is the great Nick Goldschmidt, goldschmidtvineyards.com. Check them out. Goldschmidt Vineyards showcases single vineyards from the Alexander Valley in Sonoma County and the uh, Oakville Appalachian in the Napa Valley. Talk about the difference between the two valleys as a really, great winemaker. Yeah, you know what? I get asked that all the time because I'm sure. one of the few people that make um, both valleys. And firstly, I chose Oakville because I think it's the best Appalachian in Napa Valley. But Alexander Valley gives you sort of, if you think of red fruit and black fruit, so high red fruit would be raspberry, loganberry, strawberry, blueberry, um, you know, red cherry, blueberry, black cherry, plum, blackberry, black currant. So from red fruit to cool from, to black fruit. Alexander Valley tends to be red cherry, blueberry, black cherry, and it tends to be a little bit more structural because it's cooler, has a little bit more acidity. So you drink those wines, it's like really easy to drink them with food. In the Napa Valley, you get more black fruit. So you start at blueberry, black cherry, plum, and they have more texture because they have higher alcohol, so they're more sweet. And so you get this texture. So because Americans like sweetness, they tend to Napa Valley. But I learned during COVID when I had nine people in my bubble and we drank 1,500 bottles of wine in 18 months <laughs> that red, red fruit is more interesting. So my goal with the yeoman that we're drinking right now, the yeoman I make deliberately in a black fruit style. I keep the structure the same as Alexander Valley, but instead of being – Red cherry on more blueberry, black cherry, plum. So black fruit, good structure. These are you know when we when we get when the when the bomb drops on California, we run to the bunker. You need a wine that's going to last fifteen years. This is your wine. Or when Cal- when California uh, uh, lies in, uh, is into the ocean, like the mystics and uh-huh. statistics say it will. I predict my hotel will be span- uh, standing until I pay my bill. The great late Warren Zevon. I'm sorry. I didn't get that quite together. I got, I got a buzz on. It's my Christmas show. 16 years we've been doing it, and, and, and Nick's and, here. And by the way, folks, I just want to let you know, Steve's still drinking the Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah. <laughs> he's three drinks He's three drinks. I'm behind. loving that, man. And I'm, I have to stay away from red wines once in a while. But uh, you have brought me a Goldschmidt Vineyards Russian River Valley. Uh, Chardonnay and the singing tree. It's called singing tree. Talk about that. Cause you we, know, I noticed that you were, ta- you were talking about singing when we walked in this this evening. And for those that live in wine country, you know, November, you know, the harvest is finished, and we all want to rest and relax. And these birds just squawk like crazy. Uh, so instead of calling it the squawking tree, we call it the singing tree. Right on. Uh, because it's a little bit more consumer friendly. And of course, in New Zealand, we can, you know, California, we can't shoot the birds that squawk. So we decided to celebrate that. I'm telling you, I would prefer 
uh, squawking tree, but singing okay, tree is, okay. singing tree is You're good. You're it. And this is a little vineyard in the Russian River, single vineyard about it's next to, right next to Sonoma Catria, same fence line, um, but about you know seventy five percent of the price not, is not the full price. You know, <laughs> I pride myself on having famous neighbours. And I, I make this in a Chablis style. So there's two forms of Chardonnay for me from France. There's Chablis, which is mineral, flinty, um, vertical. And then you've got the, the Montrachet style, which is fatter, sweeter, richer, more oaky. So we make the singing tree more in a Chablis style. So a lot of mineral, like you get that, shoot, man, do I want to go back and have a second glass or do I want to eat something? And that's sort of the sensation we're looking at. By the way, uh, my dear friend and a good friend of you, He's a Drive Hall of Famer. He said he sent texted me. Jim Morris said, "Damn." Okay. Anyway, let's move on from that. You know, hold um, on. <laughs> I should be. A, damn, I should be on the Christmas show. Miss you, my friend. Nick Goldschmidt is one of my biggest fans. friends. Fans, and I you guys sound did. great. <laughs> what did you guys have a falling out? Is he drunk? I don't know. No, no, no. I'm one of his fans. You know, oh, I love he's, he's one of the he's one of the hearts and souls of Sonoma County. I agree, yeah. agree completely. Okay, yeah. uh, it is California Wine Country, brought to you by Bottle Bar and Dan Berger, of course. Here and our guest today, Nick Goldschmidt, GoldschmidtVineyards.com. Uh, explain where you guys are located, and and you can go and taste. Right? Absolutely. People we're can, we're yeah. right next to uh, if you know where the fire station is in Hillsburg, which is very important. Um, we're right next to the fire station in Healdsburg, so 631 Healdsburg Avenue. Very easy to find. Uh, or you can call the, call the winery, call the office, 707-431-8277-8277. No, no, no. See, we don't give out phone numbers. People, oh, we do. At this no point problem. in time, we, people, just We on. welcome anyone. People are, fly, are driving or flying. Uh, but Nick Goldschmidt, goldschmidtvineyards.com. Um, what else do we need to talk about, Nick? I mean, well, let and me, Dan, and go, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, let me ask you, Nick, what other varieties of grapes are you using? <laughs> well, 50% of what we do is Cabernet, yeah. and twenty another 25 would be Sauvignon Blanc. But we we um, we had a Merlot this evening, uh, which is a very – it's really interesting that our, our interest in Merlot has increased dramatically in the last – six to nine months, which has been really encouraging because I still think it's a great variety. On my own vineyard, I planted Cabernet Franc um, and Petit Verdot and Malbec. And then we also have planted Zinfandel and Petit Syrah. So we, we make a lot of Zinfandel. It's under the Fidelity label. So if you go to uh, Bottle Barn, they have uh, our Fidelity Zinfandel and Red Blend. And then we also, if you come by the winery, we make a Carignan, a Cinso, and Moved. But um, really, there's a lot of other opportunities out there, you know, established by the old Italian families, dry farmed, head pruned, that have never received irrigation. So they're still what I call true terroir. They're organic, they're dry farmed, and really interesting varieties. So we're not just Cab Shard Malot. We do have some other varieties. So those are all well. available in the tasting room. They are correct. Yes. Well, that, that's a that's a real treat because I love the way you, you make wine because of the fact that you're always interested in structure, balance, and that's what I mean. I think that's the best kind of wine being made in California today. The better structured wines go with food better. They taste good by themselves. They don't require a lot of aging. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, 
Steve's and, right and, about that. And I'm a, my second degree is in organics and biodynamics, but I'm a big regenerative farmer, so I don't like naked earth. I'm trying to get rid of all um, disking or mow it, um, cultivation of any kind. Because when you see brown dirt, you're basically receding eight, you know, getting rid of 80% of the carbon directly in the atmosphere. So everything we do is we have permanent ground cover. I don't even want to use uh, mechanized um, tillage under the vine. I want to I want to plant native weeds, and uh, when they get to a certain height, we we crimp them, we bend them over, we crimp them, and the seed pod still exists, and that's regenerate. That's what regeneration is: regenerative farming. And we're doing that throughout the world now. It's a big deal for us. We're 100% vegan. I am organic, but I don't I don't prophesize that. And then on many of our wines, we're sustainable, like the New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. You can see there's a sustainability symbol on Are the back. Are you a vegan yourself? I have a son that's vegan, but no. Yeah, I had one. My son was vegan for a while, but now I. But he, we yeah. share steaks and burgers. You stop that. <laughs> there you go. Well, he was yeah. young, and you know, I'm going, Nick, come on. I, uh, Steve, the Chardonnay was for your ride home. Now you're pouring it. Yeah, well, I. Okay. All right, good. I have a driver. Okay, nice. Here. Nice. Um, oh, you. wait a minute. Hold on. We got another text from Jim Morris. Oh, goodness. Nick was just named the International Winemaker of the Year by a major publication. Apparently, he doesn't know which one. And it says, Did you ask him about it? it is, it's on his Instagram. Okay. Nick Goldschmidt named International Winemaker of the Year by some publication. Yeah, a little publication that you may have heard of, like the Wine Enthusiast. But um, no, it's uh, no shit. Oh, no, Jesus. it's it, it's uh, it's one of those things, you know. Like there's there's a lot of us out there. There's probably five. There's well, I know there's five of us that do what I do, and I'm just one of those five. And I always say, you know, I'm a really good consultant for people that want to sell wine in the U.S. and Canada. But, you know, I'm not your guy that want to sell wine in Asia or, yeah. or Australasia or Europe, you know. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an American, you know. Despite my accent, I'm a goddamn American. <laughs> you know? Dan, thoughts? Well, I, I, one of the reasons I like to have Nick on a couple of times, three times a year, is that his wines are impeccably balanced, and that's the secret to them. It, they don't require aging, Steve, uh, frankly. They're so good when they come out on the market. And one of the reasons why this 21 Cabernet, uh, the, the Goldschmidt Cabernet, hasn't been released is that Nick is doing us all a favor by keeping it in the winery <laughs> and selling it only when it actually begins to taste good. And this is, um, I, I, I'll tell you right now, this delicious wine as it is, uh, I would, if I had 25 more years, I would age it. <laughs> well, like I said, we'll go to church and pray to God. Maybe he'll, he'll let us have another 25 years just so we can... Taste that wine after it's, you know, been, <laughs> Pretty in, good to me. been in your cellar. Yeah, let's try it. Yeah, it's worth a shot. Uh, Nick, what's coming in 2024? What are your thoughts and plans? Um, and plans? 2024 is going to be another fabulous vintage in California. We know cool. that already. We're getting, I'm actually lining up for my trip down to South America. Obviously, I work in, I live in Chile and Argentina, and uh, I'll be there in, in March, April. And prior to that, I'll be in New Zealand, Australia in February, getting ready for the vintage there. And then I'll be out on the road again in the U.S. Um, end of April, into May, June, July. Wow! You know, so it's there's a, you know we we we're just going through set in the southern hemisphere right now, which means we're about 100 days from harvest. And so I I 
I base my international travel about around when we have flowering, and uh, you know, so I'm always ready. There's another vintage, you know. I've, I've done 42 vintages myself, but I mean, I'll play that by two. So I've done 84 vintages, and I'm, you know, I'm. Uh, what, is, what does that make me? 100? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I think it's no, a little no, no. more I'm, than that. I'm, I'm 60, but it's fun times, man. I, and 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 the culture of the people and the. When I, I I live this unusual life, I don't actually stay in hotels. I, when I travel to these other countries, I spend three days, three days, three days with all these wonderful, amazing winemakers, male, female, and and that's what life's about. Life's about travel and just just let your guard down and and be get uncomfortable. Get uncomfortable. Go to go to places you never thought you'd go to. Go to restaurants. Order. You know. One thing when I go to restaurants, I order food that I've never heard of before. I mean, that's what yeah, I do. And I, I like drink that. wines. I drink wines from people next door to my famous friends. I mean, I, I don't know. It's, life is an amazing experience, and I'm here to celebrate it every day. Salute. Wow. And, it's and always great to have Nick Goldschmidt on from GoldschmidtVineyards.com. Dan Berger, Nick Goldschmidt, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Thank you guys for coming in.